This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You are invited to take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number here for you is 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And we invite you on over to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the various features you'll find on the site. They are free, unlike a lot of those talk show hosts who want to charge you for accessing their sites. So go on over there and get interactive. You can actually create the content of the site. Uh, you find something online that you think our listeners will enjoy, submit it to the website, and then the listeners get to vote, and you get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up, make it to the front page in the top of the site over at freetalklive.com. By the way, before we get into uh, Rick Santorum and porn want to welcome our brand newest radio affiliate, KTGO AM 1090, up in the, I think it's the northwest section of North Dakota. Yeah. Tioga, North Dakota. Or Tioga? Tioga, I believe is how I pronounced it in the liners. So welcome uh, aboard. They do a lot of, I guess, oil kind of work up there. There's I like, hear that North Dakota's oh economy is booming because of uh, uh, shale oil right now. Yeah, so there's probably a lot of like uh, oil workers listening to the show now. So welcome aboard. Uh, up there, and uh, this is a different program. It's not your typical talk radio. We we aren't Democrats or Republicans on this show. Uh, it's not one of those shows. You're not going to hear a bunch of politicians spouting off at you or uh, salivating over any politicians on this program. We do like Ron Paul. But aside from Ron Paul, uh, you probably aren't going to hear much about politicians. Uh, it's an open phones panel discussion with a pro-liberty viewpoint so you can call in and talk about anything that you want and uh, if it's your first time listening tonight whether it's up uh, up in north dakota or elsewhere uh you're welcome to try us out at 855-450-FREE and you really can bring up pretty much anything so long as it doesn't violate the fcc's uh rules that way we you know don't have to dump your call otherwise you can do anything you want 855-450-FREE that's the toll-free number here uh, rick santorum of course one of the republican presidential candidates and maybe one of the more severe, as far as uh, pers- your personal life is concerned, like uh, somebody he certainly who, has that feel to him. Somebody who wants to control every aspect or as many aspects of your personal choices as he possibly can, which is you know kind of where people expect Republicans to come from. Uh, but you know, in the at least in the case of. Uh, Newt Gingrich, uh, he's probably a little bit more open-minded to some sexual life. Yeah, you know, one openness. might think uh, on wife number three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in this case, Santorum apparently has now come out against, or probably for, has come out again against uh, pornography. And according to the Daily Caller at dailycaller.com, internet pornography. And I don't think a lot of Republicans know that uh, George Bush Jr., during his administration, there was uh, there were a lot of crackdowns on uh, porn producers. Now, it's pretty much stopped under the uh, Obama administration. He seems to have uh, bigger fish to fry in the yeah, sense he's that going he's going after, after those uh, medical pot users. Yeah. And, and he's busy uh, going back on that whole transparency and government promise that he had, had made. I mean, uh, you know, the the you know, the 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 prosecutiveness administration when it comes to whistleblowers uh, there's ever been. Right. You're, uh, you're right in bringing up that there were some prosecutions that went on under the Bush administration. Uh, the Max Hardcore is one of the people they, they went after, as I recall, yep. one of the more notable uh, or infamous uh, porn producers, someone who was producing some very disturbing uh, pornography, but consensual i mean no one was being forced into working for max hardcore they looked like it during the film uh, when uh, the filming's going on but i mean you know agatha christie 
movies are about people getting killed. So you know. right, yeah, it was kind of. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't know if it was snuff. I I can't say I've seen his product. Uh, but uh, I I remember seem to remember some of it being brutal, kind of stuff. filthy. Uh, I believe Ugh. is how uh, you know like, like we can't get into the details as to how filthy, but uh, you know imagine things that are filthy, and uh, it was probably uh, being done in Max hardcore porn, but it was all consensual. So the actresses were there consensually, the actors were there consensually, the buyers that bought the porn or viewed the porn were viewing it and buying it consensually. It should be no one's business. Yes, it's disturbing. I have seen uh, at least one clip of his, and I was very disturbed by it. Uh, you know, it's not up my alley, uh, and it's very niche. I would, at least, I would hope it's a niche <laughs> uh, as far as the sort of things that are going on in that. Uh, but it's none of my business what you're into. None of my business. Unfortunately, that uh, the government decided it was their business, and they locked him in a prison. So we'll see what Santorum's all about here in a little bit. Uh, there's some news from the Daily Caller. According to them, Internet pornography could conceivably become a thing of the past if Rick Santorum is elected president. Now, I would say that's pretty hyperbolic uh, because the internet, all... internet cannot be stopped. Right. I mean, it's like Rick Santorum standing in the middle of the Mississippi River trying to, <laughs> uh, to um, make it stop. Then again, if you believe the Bible literally, maybe they believe they can stop the Mississippi River. Um, I think that he has about as much chance of uh, winning the presidency as he does of uh, stopping the Mississippi River. But I could be wrong on that. He could make it. He could make life difficult for pornographers for sure. Yeah. But all that he'll succeed in doing, if, for instance, he's to get his way and have porn banned or whatever it is he wants, we'll get in more into detail here in a moment what he wants. But if he gets his way and there's some sort of internet crackdown or some kind of a crackdown on porn producers, it is going to make it tough for the people that are making porn above board. But that doesn't mean porn's going to go away. No. <laughs> the Internet's going to be packed full of porn until the day you die. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not stopping. You're right. It's not going away. If they eliminate uh, the professional porn producers, the, the gaps will just be filled by amateurs. And if it comes to the point where there's some crazy uh, porn crackdown police that's targeting amateurs, they'll just do it. Uh, you know, it'll get more and more dangerous to create the porn. The they'll porn just do will, it in foreign countries and right. load it up there. And Make it in foreign go. countries. There's that. Also, people put, you know, masks on or something like that and they'll they'll make the porn that way or it'll get you know or you want to talk about dangerous porn you start driving things underground then you really will have a, a pretty well, then they'll severe start kidnapping situation. people to participate in it That's and all right. that kind of thing sure yeah so we'll go back to uh, the porn here uh, john's on the line though listening to wnis out in norfolk john you're on free talk live hey how you doing today john what's on your mind um i got a question uh I consider myself uh, like a very conservative, uh, I guess, libertarian. I believe in, like, you know, in the, in the uh, I'm sorry, the individual's rights and stuff. Um, here's my question: I am for the legalization of marijuana, um, primarily for medicinal uses. I would uh, like across the board. I know it's illegal in some states, but federally, it's not. Um, I just have a question, or I just basically want your views and opinions on that, if it'll ever be done nationally. Um, Boy, I don't know. I mean, there's certainly no indication that anyone in Washington, D.C. understands this issue or is interested in promoting it besides a handful of people, Ron Paul included, uh, that you know, really are concerned about this. We've certainly seen Barack Obama go back on his word to, you know, his word was that he was going to back off and they've done anything but that. They've uh, cracked down even harder on medical marijuana producers and uh, people out in, you know, those states that have legalized it there. So there's certainly no indicator of that around the corner or even anywhere in the near uh, foreseeable future in Washington, D.C. at this point, DC. I think it's 14 or 15 states that have legalized medi- medical marijuana, medical marijuana, and there are 
there have been pushes in Denver and California uh, to you know, completely legalize small possession of small amounts of uh, of marijuana. And you've seen around the country different places, including Ann Arbor, Michigan, I can think of, and Alaska. Um, Alaska has since uh, retracted, but uh, they have seen extreme decriminalizations of small amounts of marijuana. So I think that the uh, one of the main reasons they don't is because they don't exactly know how to tax it. Well, they certainly figured um, out how to tax cigarettes and indeed, alcohol. But unlike, uh, unlike cigarettes and alcohol, you can grow marijuana in your backyard and it'll be good. You can't grow tobacco in your backyard and it'd be a Marlboro, or you can't you could make you could make beer. It takes a while to do, but it probably doesn't Indeed. take any less time than it does to grow a, a good sized weed plant. I've had uh, somebody made a, ba- a batch of beer here locally recently. Their first batch was pretty good, so like it, there wasn't a big. I've never curve. had a bad of, uh, a batch of bad homemade beer. Yeah. So yeah, they could totally they could totally tax it if that's what they wanted to do. But things are fine from their perspective as they are. They're getting all kinds of people to fill their prison system with, so they can build new prisons and they can uh, tax your butt to put them in there, right? So they can but raise taxes. Won't they save money by decriminalizing it? They don't care about uh, saving money. What does the government it? care about saving money? <laughs> I mean, when have you ever seen the government give a fly and flip it a rolling donut about saving money? They don't want to save money. They want to take money from you. The more money they can take from you, the more power they have. Right, and the people that are currently in positions of power, like the police departments and the prosecutors, love the war on drugs. It's a great way for them to pad their arrest records and get all kinds of extra money in from uh, asset forfeiture laws and things like that. Uh, you know, I hate to you know, rain on the parade, but no, I don't see any changes coming to D.C. We're going to have to secede. Thank you, John, for the call tonight. More coming up. Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number for you is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features you will find waiting for you on the site. Features like our news updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You can get them via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever works best for you, or more than one if you like, all free over at news.freetalklive.com. That's where you can get signed up. Again, news.freetalklive.com. I can't tell you how many times people have asked me, uh, you know, where can we find more liberty-oriented music? And, you know, music's great because it can reach people who don't necessarily aren't, aren't going to pick up a you know some book by Marie Rothbard, or um, you know maybe aren't going to sit down and and watch some long movie, or you know necessarily watch your Ron Paul uh, YouTube video. Music is invasive; it gets in people's mind and it kind of sticks in there. And there's um, a band that I found recently, and you know obviously uh, they're, they're advertising on Free Talk Live. It's called Raja Mojo, and uh, you know I found myself <laughs> uh, singing their their little songs in my head. You can go to YouTube and search Raja Mojo. It's R A J. M-O-J-O, R-A-J-A, M-O-J-O, and uh, you can look for them on YouTube, and uh, 
I, I particularly like the song Everybody Knows. And you can buy the songs at cdbaby.com, like I did. It's easy, and you can support independent, liberty-oriented music. You can download all four songs. It's only $3.16 at cdbaby.com. You'll get them immediately. It's fast. It's easy. It's no big deal. rajamojo.com at cdbaby.com. By the way, I did check Excuse it me. out. Roger Mojo at cdbaby.com. It's Tioga. We are now on in Tioga, North Dakota. So, again, welcome to all of our listeners over there at KTGO. All right, our number here, 855-450-FREE. Your comments are welcome, whether you want to talk about, as our first caller did, the uh, medical marijuana or the, uh, just the, the cannabis issue and whether or not there's any changes on the forefront for those, uh, for that uh, particular issue, at least at the national level. Certainly, we're seeing plenty of change on the state level. And, and one might want to extrapolate and say, well, I mean, if it's changing at the state level, surely the federal government will figure it out and do the right thing at some point. I don't think that's impossible i mean it's not impossible anything's possible but in the world of politics that which is possible tends to take a lot longer oh yeah uh, you know they they take a while to actually catch up to what the people want and if politicians you look at- are loath to to uh you know pry their criminal little fingers off of power and right. nobody but nobody is going to say the war on drugs doesn't create power for politicians and bureaucrats and for sure. bureaucracies. Yeah, it lets the politicians uh, I mean, just think of a, about a SWAT team. That's a pretty powerful organization. Absolutely. And it lets the, poli- the, pro- the prohibition lets the politicians pander and how they're tough on crime. And the cops get to get all kinds of extra money in from asset forfeitures when they go around and steal people's homes and cars from folks that are allegedly drug dealers or even just possessing drugs. They get to take all this stuff from folks. Where you come from, Mark, uh, down where we come from in uh, southwest Florida, central west Florida, what, what do you call the Sun Coast? Tampa Bay area. The Tampa Bay area. Uh, where we come from, there's Bradenton cops who go around and, uh, at least last we heard, were just stopping people uh, on the roads and finding a little bit of marijuana in their car and telling them, uh, or finding some other drug, or Pressuring planting them it. into just signing their car right over to them right, right. there. They got the, the form on the spot where they can waive all their rights and avoid a charge, avoid being charged in a drug possession case if they'll just sign over the title to the car to the police department. Yeah. And that's just one example of how the you know the government is enriching itself beyond the budget they're already getting. So they're already getting a, you know whatever the last number I heard was like seventeen billion dollars from the federal government's going out to fight the war on drugs. That doesn't include whatever the state budgets are for the uh, for the the drug war. So there's all kinds of money just coming out there. They're already getting, and then on top of that, they get the extra asset forfeiture money. I mean, it's it's buku bucks. For the police departments around the, the country. Plus, in addition to that, there's all the uh, extra perks of the fact that, well, if you're a cop, you get to confiscate drugs and cash from people. And if you don't think that means that those confiscated drugs end up back on the street and being resold by Not the police. Not all of them, certainly, but some of them do. Some of them do. Because, well, if you're, gonna confis- if you're going to take drugs from people on the record, you can just write down that you took half of the amount that you actually took. And Could. then you can take the other half and go and sell it to your drug connections and uh, make 100% profit on it. So does it that. mean that every cop does it? Certainly not does every it cop. Does it mean that every cop does it? But it's certainly been done, and it will be done in the future, and it's being done right now. I mean, just look at prohibition um, of alcohol in the past and what kind of corruption and death and destruction and uh, you know needless bureaucracy that brought. That's all marijuana is. I mean, you can't – there aren't too many people out there that would say that marijuana, as, it's, as the drug, not the war on marijuana, but the drug itself is as destructive as alcohol – 
I mean, there you'd, you'd have, have to be to... a pretty rabid drug warrior, blinded by uh, your own beliefs, in order to believe that marijuana is as uh, dangerous and uh, as destructive of a of drug as alcohol. You'd have but, to be someone like Rick Santorum to think that. Well, I don't. I don't know what he thinks. Honestly, I don't either. But just judging by some of the things he said, he's not going to move. For, I don't. Yeah. I would. I'd be very, very, very surprised if Rick Santorum moved towards marijuana legalization. I don't know whether or not he's smoked it, and I don't know who's asked whom what. But you know, I mean, Barack it's... Obama smoked it, but he didn't mind throwing people in jail for that. He doesn't mind sending in uh, drug task force into states that have legalized medical marijuana dispensaries and going after them. I mean, that's what kind of a hypocrite is currently in office. As far as uh, ending the war on drugs is concerned, it is difficult enough just to get local politicians to consider rolling back the the rules on medical marijuana. You propose a medical marijuana uh, legislation or ballot measure or whatever, and these people, the cops, come out, they organize against it. Because the cops on one hand will say, oh, it's just we're doing our jobs, we're just enforcing the law. But if that were really true, and if you try to get them to make a uh, a statement on politics or policy, they generally won't do it. Oh no, we serve at the public's behest. Right. But then if you try to change the laws, the cops come out and they say, no, you can't change these laws. We need these laws. This is a war on drugs. This is a good program. So it's nonsense. Yeah, it's a good program. It's a it's a good make work program for uh, police departments. But the point being that when these cops come out and they testify in favor of the status quo, in favor of continuing prohibition. Whether you like it or not, the politicians listen to them, and they take them more seriously than they take doctors. Police union is an important uh, force. It doesn't matter who you put in there. I've I've been to these test- testimonies. I've seen them. You can bring doctors in. You can bring experts. You can bring people who are sick. You can bring the you know the medical marijuana users, the people that are suffering. People, people in wheelchairs, right? You know, that can barely you know barely move and barely speak and all of their testimony can be blown right off the table by one police chief saying we need to do this for the children that's all it takes right i mean you know the the completely misinformed opinion because in places where marijuana has small possession of marijuana small amounts of marijuana has been legalized you've seen usage by young people high schools high schoolers and and on down decrease you can bring all those statistics in that you want mark right it doesn't matter all the cops have to say is, well, we're worried that more kids will use it, even though the statistics show that that's not true. You can bring all the statistics and numbers and studies, and you bring in Portugal where they've had it decriminalized for 10 years right. and crime's it's gone illegal. down dramatically. It's illegal now, and high schoolers say it's more e- easier to get yeah. than alcohol. Alcohol's but, not legal. Marijuana is. High schoolers say it's easier to get. Yep. You can even bring in former cops in the form of law enforcement against prohibition. Former cops who will tell you they were wrong about the war on drugs. They think it should end. They don't care about what the former cops have to say. It's the ones that are on duty today. They're the ones that make well, a difference. Well, the ones they work with day in and day out. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, You can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, and tonight here, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Once again, that number is 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We've got listening options around the clock. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is available to you at listen.freetalklive.com 24-7. Uh, we stream it in three different uh, stream flavors. There's broadband, midband, and narrowband. So three different sizes for your internet connection. So if you're out in the boonies and you're just barely getting a data signal on your cell phone, you probably want to go with the narrowband uh, signal. But try them out. See what happens. Uh, you can access them all, uh, by the way, over at uh, listen.freetalklive.com and learn about our other gr- uh, listening options, including over 100 AM and FM radio stations across the country, our satellite listening choices, including XM Satellite Radio. We've got two channels we're on up there. In addition to that, our KU Band uh, free-to-air satellite channel, the webcam, and the listen lines that light a call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. So plenty of ways to get Free Talk Live in your ears at listen.freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, everything the outdoors enthusiast might want. And they have them at rates that are incredibly low. Before you buy anything in the area of camping, hunting, survival, shooting gear, go check with ManVentureOutpost.com. And with coupon code FTL, you can get 5% off. The already incredibly low prices at manventureoutpost.com. So before you buy ammunition or you know ever, camping gear, hiking gear, whatever whatever it is it is uh, that you want, manventureoutpost.com. So uh, more on the way here if we get a chance. There's actually a statement about porn on Rick Santorum's campaign website. So maybe we'll share that with you here. Just give you a look into what this. Well, the internet thinking. is for porn. And some would argue. And then uh, we'll continue here, of course, with your calls, 855-450-FREE. Let's go to the phones and the fun. Let's talk to Michael listening in Wyoming. You're on Free Talk Live, Michael. Hello. How are you guys? Hey, is this Michael Dean from the Freedom Freedom Fiends? Yes. All right. What's on your mind tonight? Absolutely. And the director of Guns and Weed, I might add. Yeah. Uh, My daughter, my only child, Amelia, died of leukemia in 2006. Sorry to hear that. And the last year she was alive, she broke the law to smoke marijuana because it gave her some relief. And the thought that someone could have thrown her in a cage for that kind of led me to being a marijuana activist who doesn't smoke marijuana. Hmm. And, you know, like, you're, you're totally right about what you said about no matter what you trot out for these sociopathic control freak politicians and cops, they just say, yeah, but think of the children. It's like, think about my children. My child died of leukemia, got some relief from smoking pot illegally. And, you know, I was talking to a state rep recently who I helped get elected because he ran on a I'm gun friendly thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, he's adamantly against even medical marijuana in the state of Wyoming. And I sent him pictures of my deceased daughter, you know, when she was healthy and when she was dying and told him the story and he wrote back and he said, I'm really sorry about that, but you know, we got to do what we got to do. So that's what we're up against. It's despicable. 
I mean, these people don't even have a shred of compassion for uh, for these sick folks. It's how how can you even consider yourself a human being? How can, how can you look in a mirror? How can you sleep at night? Right. And where do these <laughs> these politicians usually their lawyers? Where do these lawyers get off telling people what medically uh, is beneficial to them and what isn't? I mean, it's all you have to do is take a look at these studies um, in certain areas. Pot helps some people and marinol the prescription that they have is not as effective makes people sicker so i've heard and it doesn't work as well yeah control freaks man control freaks i mean i don't even know if i have anything useful to say other than i had a personal secondhand you know firsthand experience with a family member. Did you? Did, and, were you there at any time when she was using uh, the marijuana? I mean, could you see the the physical benefits that she received from it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, what was it? What, what was, was it like? Tell me more about that because I've seen video footage. I mean, depending on what the malady was, and you said it was leukemia. <clears throat> uh, I've seen video footage of uh, mar- medical marijuana users literally taking just a puff or two off of a pipe and having some of their symptoms relieved. It's not like they're sitting there puffing on this thing for an hour. Or yeah, something they're not smoking like, like yeah. Bob Marley. Yeah, and you know, the alternative was opiates, and those made her. You know, they gave her relief, but they gave her nausea. And a lot of bad side effects, which yeah. pot didn't give her, and also just made her, you know, unable to speak or function. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, okay, we're going to put you in a coma with these expensive, right. dangerous drugs. Not to mention that uh, that that's basically legal heroin. I mean, when you say opiates, yeah. that's what we're talking about here. They've got uh, hydrocodone, oxycodone. These products are essentially. They call it, you know, on the street, street slang for it is hillbilly heroin. I mean, it's legal heroin. And so this yeah. this uh, state rep or whoever it is that you were talking to is, was essentially saying, well, I think that your daughter sh- should be able to have heroin through the medical system, yeah. but not this plant that grows naturally in the earth. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, you know, she was never someone who smoked pot. She didn't even drink before that. I mean, I don't have any problem with people doing what they do, but she actually felt guilty about smoking pot because it was illegal, but it was the one thing that gave her relief. I'm yeah, sorry to hear your story. It's really sad that they take, uh, you know, people that are sick and they turn them into criminals and the fact is that the war on drugs is basically the war on marijuana half of the arrests in the united states are a marijuana arrest and 80 80 eight zero percent of those are possession and don't let anybody tell you that they don't lock up people for possession Michael, thanks. Uh, it's for so call- square, man. It's, it's just, it's square. They totally are. And thanks for the call tonight. By the way, uh, folks yep. can visit you over at uh, freedomfiends.com. Yep. And you guys are about to launch your own live radio show tomorrow afternoon, I think, uh, on LRN.FM. And you can learn more, I'm sure, Absolutely. over at freedomfiends.com. I'm and our, our first guest for the uh, first segment will be Ian. Oh, From well, Free Talk Live. Gosh, thanks. All right, have a good night, man. Yep. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And we continue with your calls and thoughts. We go to Paul in Nashville, Tennessee. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Ian and Mark. This is Paul. You, you guys probably know me as the gentleman that was advertising a book with you as former law enforcement officer. Um, oh, I excellent. Wanna, thanks for I wanted Paul. to, you know, even though I'm, I'm really involved emotionally in, in your, your current discussion, but I want to talk to you about the conversation you held with Helen back back on March 14th. Do you recall this? 
This is uh, the social, self-proclaimed socialist who listens to us on our, one of our progressive talk stations, WNYY in Ithaca. Uh, she correct. calls in from time to time, and every time she calls, she uh, pronounces or announces that she uh, one time lived in France, and it was just wonderful, and that she considers herself a socialist. As and a then result. she gets into some sort of question about uh, liberty, and we usually get into a very interesting discussion. Exactly. That's, that's the person. So you recall it. The, um, but my concern is that over the years, when you're speaking with people in law, you know, in, in law enforcement or being in law enforcement, speaking with the public, that, you know, my friends and close associates tell me to be, to not be so harsh when I, when I address things that I'm about to address with you. And when a person states, and you tell me if you disagree with this, when a person states that they would gladly pay more in taxes, they have done so because they themselves will not donate. They're giving us the conclusion that no one will voluntarily, including themselves, donate to an, a cause that they themselves strongly believe in. And that if they do start to donate to it, they believe that for some reason, and the reason why I'm stating this is because this is what people tell me, is that they will be burdened with the full responsibility of, fu- of funding the cause that they so tr- truly believe in. I don't know if that's what I got from Helen. What she was saying, we were talking about helping people and how we can help people consensually without having a government uh, wealth, redistribution, wealth redistribution program around that is forcing people to contribute. And her p- position, as is the position of people who wish to micromanage and control the decisions of others, was that, well, we have to have government taxes around because people are inherently unlikely to donate. They're right. unlikely to give to charity. They're greedy and they're selfish. Of course, you, if you if people are greedy and selfish, then politicians that they put in power over people are greedy and selfish, and of course you have a d- d- destructive system. But then she puts forth that she'd be willing to give more in taxes, just to point out how uh, you know not how unselfish she is. More- Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line joining you here is Ian. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy Free Talk Live and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you may do so. By shopping with us, go to shop.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll find links to Amazon. You click into the appropriate Amazon link for your country and then just get your shopping done. It's your same old Amazon experience. You're just entering through our portal, so Free Talk Live gets a portion of the sale. Rather than Amazon keeping 100% of their profits, they send a portion to us. So start your shopping over at shop.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service that you have to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using it and using Bitcoins in just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money without fees anywhere in the world. 
and without needing permission from any bank or government. Think about it. You can send and receive money just like you do in real life without fees. You don't have to have a middleman anywhere in the world just using bitcoins. To learn how, visit weusecoins.org. It's weusecoins.org. And now, thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. Buy your bitcoins with cash. Visit bitinstant.com. All right, let's continue with your calls. Paul, I think, is still with us in Nashville. Uh, we were talking about a call that happened during the week for our listeners that uh, weren't here for it, because some of our listeners only get us on Saturday nights. Uh, it was a lady who self-describes as a socialist. We got into a discussion about helping people and how it is that we can help people without forcing people to pay into some government wealth redistribution program. And that led to her saying that she didn't believe that people were generous and that they're greedy and they're going to hoard all their money and that, therefore, we have to have taxes to force people to to be virtuous, which of course you can't do because when you force someone to give money, it's not it takes all the virtue she out. She doesn't of it. care if they're virtuous or not. She just cares she if just they wants get the their money. money. Yeah. Uh, and so then she pointed out that she she would give more in taxes and she doesn't have a problem with taxes. And the reason why she pointed that out, Paul, in my opinion, is because she she wants she wants to believe that taxes are, for her at least, consensual. Like, she believes in the system, so she's all fine with being taxed. To her, it's fine. That's that's how the money helps people, and so she wants to help people, and so taxes feel good. Sure, she may not like the fact that the money's also being used to blow people up around the world, but, you know, that's the cost you have to pay to have a civilized society. At least these are the, the cliches that uh, folks like Helen will, will throw out uh, when you talk about these things. So your, uh, your further thoughts? Well, the my further thoughts always realm around people who say that other people are not generous or honest. And it, and you tell me if you disagree. It's also important to note that, which is self-evident with these into these types of mentalities, is that they believe it's okay to support the enforcement, which may involve violent violent acts against innocent people in forcing others to adhere to their beliefs. And this and this is where it kind of gets a little bit touchy. This and you tell me if you disagree, this type of mentality shows a person to be genuinely dishonest and selfish. And and the reason why I say that, guys, is because if I if I believe that you should donate to a bicycle shop mm-hmm. and I as a former law enforcement, if I was still active, I should force you to do this? Because I don't want to have the complete burden of making sure that this bicycle shop stays open. Well, I think that the that, that you can you could extrapolate uh, what their motives were, as, as in selfishness, from that. But I, I don't think that they they don't think of themselves as being selfish. No, they I, don't. I I believe that a person who nor thinks, do they think of themselves as dishonest. A person. Okay, well, let me that, ask, let me yeah. ask you to give me both of your 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 professional opinions, even though they don't think that they're selfish or dishonest, meaning that the, their bad and immoral values of using force will always prevail over their good intentions. You tell me, are they not generally dishonest? I would say they're delusional. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that there is nothing generous about wanting other people to donate to your cause. If, if you know, you can be generous with your money, you cannot be generous with my money. Um, you can, I mean, you know, that, that's what it comes down to. I would concur with you as a sort of a, a matter of uh, what results are, but I don't think that that's what they think. I, mean, I think they've been taught their whole lives that this is the best way to make things work. And what they don't know is that the government is 
an extraordinarily efficient, inefficient organization. So from three to seven times, sometimes more inefficient in solving problems than the marketplace. Well, even if you could get them to admit that, they still see it as, well, this is the best way to get money out of people because they're so selfish. Because people are so inherently wrong or bad or whatever. It's a real negative view on their fellow man that really kind of taints how they approach the world. Like, our, if that's their view of people, is that they're inherently dishonest or they're inherently greedy or, or you know, that they're, they're not going to give to others who are in need, then you will never convince those folks to I – don't, I don't think you can convince those people to withdraw from the coercive system, to reject the ideas of forcing their neighbors to behave in the way they want, which of course is a very – really the ultra – kind of an ultra form of selfishness if you think about it because uh, they're basically saying, hey, it's my way or a cage. You either do what I think that you should do for the good of society because I get to decide what the good of society is. It doesn't matter what's good for you. What matters is what I think is what's good. So really, it really ultimately is uh, you know, a real pinnacle of selfishness. Now, here's the, here's the sad part. Now, when, when she said that, that she, made the, she, she said to you guys that you guys were assuming that people are ge- uh, generous and honest, and Mark came back with a brilliant response saying, then why should these dishonest people be in government? Why would you even support that? So here's my experience. And I don't believe here's, she had an answer for that, did she? No, nobody no, has an answer for no, that. No, she, she didn't have an answer for it. So here's, here's I'm, I'm divulging to you my inner workings of the government. And as I see that she's correct, the majority of these people are dishonest and they're not generous. So Milton Friedman years ago made a statement during one of his interviews. And he, someone said, how do we correct this? And this was back in the 80s. And he said... <clears throat> The, the person speaking to him said, well, can we correct this by removing the people that are in office? And he said, no, that's an illusion. He said, the only way that we can correct this is by making, it, making the immoral actions of government officials, by making it profitable for government officials to do what is right and, moral, and, and morally correct. So how is it that we, and I've done a lot of thinking about this, how is it that we can make it profitable for government officials to do what is right? That is Especially. an excellent question. I, I guess you just have to would you know would shame them and ostracize them to the point where they felt like they they had to do what was right because they you know they weren't getting no one was wanting to be their friend for instance and politicians do want to be friends with as many people as possible. Yeah, I, I'm interested if you have an answer, Paul. Yeah, uh, I, I do have an answer. Okay, cool. and the answer is. Right now, in the current state, we can't do anything to make it profitable because they have taken all property ownership. Yes. The government owns all property. That's right. So if we take back our individual ownership of our homes, our labor, our automobiles, and we forcefully do this, then they cannot hold an extortion practice over top of us. Well, all that that takes is courage. I mean, you have to have people with the courage to say, this is mine, you can't... Let's define force real quick. Right, I don't want to use force against these folks, uh, but I think that uh, the people who refuse to obey, uh, people who refuse to go along to get along, that's what we need well, to have happen. The, the force I was using is that we stand together and say, look, you're not taking this. Right, and that's the together factor is why we've moved, Mark, you and I, to the uh, the Free State Project, uh, to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Uh, Paul, I think you've told us in the past that you're a Free State Project participant. Am I right about that? 
That's correct. So I, I think that is a solution. That is something we can implement now. Uh, whether or not we're to the point where we have enough people to make that stand, I don't quite know yet. I don't think we're there yet. But that's why we need to get 20,000 people who love liberty and are willing to, to make that stand to come here and do something about this. I think that's well, the only way this is going to change. Ian, I agree with you. But when, when you're speaking to people, and this is just you know, constructive criticism, when you're speaking of people of that mentality, we're never – I do the same thing. Uh, I speak to people in that same manner. We're, we're never addressing the true problem. And the true problem is, is that there's, there's property ownership has been taken away, which is one of the planks of the Communist Manifesto. Well, no, I mean you, you still have – that's not going to in any way affect a socialist. The, the property is yours as long as, you know, as long as they don't want it. Right, so like people still have the illusion that they own things. It's just that when the government comes around and decides they want to take it from you, uh, everybody just gives it up. Right. Everybody knows that a landlord owns the property that they rent. They certainly have a few rights involved, according to the government. But landlords own the property. But when you pay property taxes, what's the functional difference between property taxes and rent? Just like with any other rights, if you want to have your rights, you have to exercise them. And as long as people keep rolling over for the, the people calling themselves the state and giving them their money and giving them their property and giving them their obedience, nothing's going to change. So let's get together at freestateproject.org and make a difference. Thanks for the call, Paul. Your calls are coming up next. 855-453. Hour 2 is on the way. I am so excited about Pork Fest this year. Pork Fest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Okay, I like camping and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? <laughs> what doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Mm, that's sounding pretty good to me. Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there. freetalklive.com. The site is free, unlike a lot of those other talk show websites. So go on over there. Get interactive. Enjoy it. freetalklive.com. You can actually create the content of the site. Vote on stuff. Vote it up, vote it down. Most voted up makes it to the front page and the top of the site, freetalklive.com. For those of you just tuning in, we have been talking about matters uh, focused uh, kind of generally on prohibition. Uh, we, we ended up talking about uh, medical cannabis, cannabis legalization. Uh, then I ended up talking about charity and uh, how it is that some people – don't really believe in their fellow man, and they believe that they must be stolen from in order to help people. Uh, and that's kind of where we left off. But, of course, you can bring up anything that you want at 855-450-FREE. So let's go to the phones and the fun. Doug, waiting, listening in 
Myrtle Beach to WRNN in South Carolina. Hey, Doug. Hi, how are you? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, the marijuana issue. Um, I'm 61 years old. I'm retired. I used to be a railroad engineer. And um, I've been on a disability pension now for 10 years. I've, without going into the the details, I had a, um, a medical uh, thing uh, 10 years ago. almost died, was in a coma for 100 days. And, wow. Um, and made it out. And um, as soon as I got home from the hospital, first thing I did was get some get some uh, weed. And, uh, of course, I had all the pain pills I wanted. The doctors would give me whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, long story short, it gives me relief. Uh, I was having trouble eating with my appetite. Uh was a- anxious. I was depressed. My wife had di- divorced me. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you all the things that it helped me with. Um, it, uh, it, it gives me relief even now. Um, I went to the doctor last week and got some uh, Percocets, oxycodones, and I use them because I have some bad pain at night. But um, I can take two or three puffs and get uh, instant relief. Instant incredible. relief. Yeah, it's and, incredible. Um, you know, and a lot of people out there that are against medical marijuana just so are I, those people. They're out there. They believe me. I mean, you know, forty percent of the population's uh, you know, against it. And I don't know what. I mean, I guess at one point I probably thought, oh, even though I was a, you know, I'd smoked pot, I just thought, oh yeah, those people are lying. I mean, pot's just to get stoned, yeah. with, stoned with. I that's what I thought. Yeah. Well, I mean, now I mean, I started smoking in nineteen sixty nine. Okay, so I mean, that was a <laughs> year. Uh, When the railroad started drug testing, of course, we all had to quit. But let me tell you, I have seen more problems, way more problems on the railroad with alcoholism and drinking than I ever did with uh, people smoking a little weed. Marijuana laws lead to this, too, because people that would otherwise uh, smoke some some weed, which is, you know, relatively non-addictive, certainly compared to alcohol, uh, you know, end up altering their consciousness because people are going to alter their consciousness um, animals alter right. their consciousness it's it is right. it is just natural to do and you know yeah. they'll, they'll use alcohol instead and end up as alcoholics yeah. yeah and um i can function i guess i'm i've been doing it so long i can function i can smoke some in the morning with my coffee uh i can read i can get out and go to the store and so you've been um, doing this for a while how many years have you been self-medicating in this way well, since 69, and I, like I said, I probably quit in... But using it for medical purposes since 69? Oh, no, no, of course not. I was doing it, but I... You, you I know mean, what? for medical purposes. How long have you been doing it for medical purposes? Oh, um, 15 years, Now, I think it's important to point out, you haven't built a tolerance up. Like, you're saying it's still just a few puffs, and you get the relief you're looking for. I do. Now, you, you if you smoke a lot, it will, after a while... It doesn't. It doesn't do anything for you. So it, the worst thing that can happen is you eat too much or you go to sleep. You Doug, know? Thanks for sharing your story tonight. I really appreciate hearing from you, and I'm glad that it's working for you. And of course, you're not the only one. Uh, thanks for the call at eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And you'll have to wonder. Who are those people that don't support medical marijuana besides the police and the you know the prosecutors? Who yeah, the people are that, the, who? the people that make money from going right. after ma- marijuana users? Who can listen to someone like Doug, who 
you know, he's putting it out there that he has the, these issues. This helps him. It doesn't have to. It doesn't take him a lot, and it makes a big difference. Well, I've got to say, who can lis- listen to him and say you're a liar? When somebody <laughs> says that they've smoked since '69, and then says now they use it for medical purposes, it sounds to like to somebody who doesn't believe that marijuana can be used for a medical purpose, who has not spent any time, who has an opinion that is backed by no facts whatsoever, who has spent no time researching the subjects as to whether or not marijuana can, uh, you know, help people from a medical standpoint. But it sounds like, oh, well, yeah, this guy's just saying it's for medical purposes. I mean, you wouldn't go out on the limb and say nobody in California uh, has a a, uh, you know, a medical dispensation to smoke pot that actually is just faking it, would you? I don't really care. I don't either. But my point being, I, don't think, he's, I he's, think you should be able to drink bleach if that's what you think is the right thing to do. But he's coming out and telling his story about this. He doesn't have to do that. No. If he's just a recreational user, he can use it just like he's been using it recreationally for the past 40 years. Yeah, but a recreational shut. user would want to see it legalized just like a mar- uh, medical marijuana uh, patient would want to see it legalized. Sure, sure they would. That's true. But why bother going out on that limb? Because it helps him. Because it makes a difference. I mean, there's no, there's no bunk here. Let's continue. And if you do think that medical marijuana is a bad idea, please, I would love to hear your rationale for it at 855-453. That's the toll-free number here. Let's talk to David listening in Chesapeake, Virginia, to WNIS in Norfolk. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, a big fan of your show. Listen, uh, I just wanted to make a point about, you know, the pharmaceutical companies, they make billions of dollars on uh, – are you there? Right oh, yeah, here. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. They make billions of dollars uh, selling pro- uh, products to make you not want to eat, you know, for dietary purposes. And, you know, for people that's overweight and whatnot. And, but I had a friend of mine, uh, he was a cancer patient, he was terminally ill, and he lost his appetite. So I talked, he never smoked marijuana before, and I talked him into smoking some, and guess what happened? So he, he lost got his, his appetite? appetite? Yeah, oh yeah, he got his appetite back, sure. I mean, he got this... his appetite back, which kept him alive, essentially, because you got to eat, you got to nourish your body to stay yeah. alive. Nothing, nothing is as effective for this particular thing as marijuana. Marijuana is really good at taking people who have uh, nausea problems, who have very difficult times eating, and helping them with that issue. Yeah, and what bothers me, though, is that the we all know that the FDA is, controls the, you know, the government controls the pharmaceutical companies, and but there's billions of dollars to be made. So why are they having such a problem with making marijuana uh, legal for either for recreational or medical purposes? I think that uh, that's a great question. And to look at the way the system is set up. You've got uh, you mentioned the FDA. So the FDA controls the pharmaceutical companies, but also the pharmaceutical companies control the FDA in that the pharmaceutical yep. companies uh, capture seats on the FDA board. And so therefore, it's this really incestuous relationship between the two uh, entities. And what you end up have happening is, you know, combining the FDA and their protection racket, which is all that they really are. They protect these big companies from competition in the market marketplace, uh, protect them from competition by natural remedies like marijuana or the other stuff that's uh, that's available in the market uh, because the FDA doesn't allow natural remedies to be marketed in the same way that uh, the, you know, the official kind of allopathic uh, medicine remedies are marketed. You combine that with patents and intellectual property and you get a really dangerous situation where essentially if marijuana were legalized, it's dangerous to the pharmaceutical 
companies in that their bottom line is threatened. Sure, they yeah. could manu- they could manufacture their own version of marijuana, but so can anyone else with the seeds and some dirt to plant them in. And so, therefore, they want to protect themselves from any schmo- Joe Schmo who can throw seeds out in the backyard or put them in a planter bed and uh, and, and spring up weed. The, the FDA would, um, you know, it costs hundreds of millions of dollars to get something through the Billions. FDA. And, um, you know, the fact is you can't get anything that isn't patented through because it's just not cost effective. So the FDA basically says you will not have anything that's not patented as a, as a remedy. David, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Where are your calls? Coming up. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Live Saturday edition of the show. Toll free number 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. It's brought to you by SACL CAI. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. We've got a webcam. You can watch, listen, and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. Our chat room is built into the same page as the cam, so you can go and do all that stuff all for free at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. You can't listen to talk radio or you know even some of the the news channels the 24-hour news channels out there without hearing about gold buying gold and there are lots of reasons to buy gold whether you want it as a hedge against inflation or as an investment because you believe it's going to go up i certainly do um, in the relatively near future or as a barter currency in case things go south or as a barter currency to somehow step outside of the uh, the federal reserves monetary note system that exists We've teamed up with Midas Resources to bring you some of the best rates on gold and silver out there. You can go to gold.freetalklive.com. You can see the coins that we have available and, and pieces that we have available right there online, prices available, uh, you know, for you to look at at gold.freetalklive.com. Before you buy anywhere, you should go to gold.freetalklive.com and just check out the rates. And when you do buy at gold.freetalklive.com, you help Free Talk Live. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right. We continue here with you and your thoughts. Let's go to Dan listening to WNMT in northern Minnesota in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, gentlemen. How are you doing tonight? What's on your mind, Dan? I'm just talking about the marijuana issue. Go ahead. I was uh, went into work this morning and I, my knees were killing me. Of course, I don't smoke pot before I go to work. But when I got home, I took a cup of puffs, and guess what? Took care of they it. Weren't killing no you. More, no more pain. Incredible. Yeah. So I think it's it should be legalized. It already is. How legalized is it? Is it there in Minnesota know? at all? Is that one? Of no, those of course. No. Are you kidding me? Up here in this state? Oh my God! It's a democratic state. Everyone thinks pot's the evil drug of all. Democratic states believe that, I mean, I would say that probably medical marijuana is more likely more in a state that was, uh, was, dim- was blue as opposed to red. Would just be a guess. Not up here, though, you guys. Up okay. here, it's total. It's total. You it's live there. I'm not going to propose to know, uh, you know what, yeah, what it's yeah. like where you are. I'm just saying. Yeah. When I grew up as a kid, the funny thing about it is, is 
when I grew up as a kid, you'd smoke pot, you know, at high school, you'd be fine with it. I even got busted at high school, but I still got off because I, I admitted my guilt. So the principal let me off. Sweet. But I always think about, I always think about Bill Clinton saying I didn't inhale. Well, if you're smoking pot and your friends tell you, what do they tell you to do when you're growing up? Inhale the stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he didn't inhale it. Come on, really? <laughs> it isn't. A, it isn't. Come on, it, it, it he didn't inhale. Did anyone believe you'd that? You look at him and you go, "You dork! You got to inhale the stuff and hold it in for about ten <laughs> seconds, and you blow it out. You'll no be okay." Doubt. Lots Dan, of coughing. So, thanks. Thanks for the share for sharing your story tonight, man. I appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. Did anyone believe that claim that he didn't inhale? Did anyone really <laughs> fall for that? I think that some, like some old blue would, hair, maybe some people might believe it. I mean, it's, th- somebody in the uh, the <laughs> world has smoked marijuana one time and, in, and you know just put it into their mouth in order to look cool for their friends. Yeah, that's probably but true. that person was not William Clinton. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. Let's continue here. And... He smoked it like a choo choo more than once. You could believe it. Let's go to Jim, listening in Abilene, Texas, KFNA FM. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I just want to let people know that uh, initially I used to have a bad impression, I guess maybe being growing up like drugs are bad and all that kind of stuff. My father was terminally ill from basically 1998. He passed away last year uh, with all of the medicines. Oh, no. Jim, we're losing your Hang yeah. on, Jim. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to put you on hold here. We're going to come back to you here in a moment. Let's try uh, Peter, and maybe he'll get in a better cell. Peter is in Madison listening to the Mike 92.1 WXXM. Peter, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Um, hey, guys. I just wanted to tell everyone out there to um, Google Run From the Cure, the Rick Simpson story. What's that? And, you know, just do kind of your own research. What he was doing up in Canada is uh, it's really great that people can get pain relief from marijuana, but... Uh, you boil it down and use the hemp oil, and I think uh, what he says is that it's actually more of a cure than it is just a pain reliever. What What is he saying it has cured? Uh, well, I think some cancers and, and other chronic diseases, um, a lot of different things. Interesting. You know that um, there has been uh, at least one scientific study that I can think of that shows that it does seem to have some sort of cancer, THC that is, uh, the cannabinoids, yeah. do seem to have some sort of cancer-fighting properties. I would call two studies. Two studies? Okay. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. I'd, I'd recommend people look into that. And it's hemp, a great documentary. Hemp is a powerful, and, uh, can powerful... Can I just say Google MMS as well? Jim Humble MMS. I think that's another uh, way we can take healthcare into our own hands. Give me the name of the first uh, the documentary again. Uh, I believe it's Run from the Cure, the Rick Simpson story. Run Simpson from the S-I-M-P-S-O-N. Cure. As, as in like run away from the medical establishment's cure? Is that uh, where that comes from? Uh, well, yeah, basically, yeah, run from the cure. Like if there's cures, you know, people keep finding cures. Like how many times do we have to cure cancer, right? I see where you're Before it from. takes, you know. Now, what's the other thing you were talking about? MMS. What's what's that? MMS and Google Jim Humble. MMS. It's now called Master Mineral Solution. Essentially, what it is is chlorine dioxide, which is used in municipal water systems to you know treat the water. But it's it's a it's an oxidizer, so it'll it kills pathogens. It's used in uh, to for like food handling, like vegetables and chicken. You know, it's already approved for all that. It's just it's never been used to, uh, you know, ingest into the body. But that's kind of what he's doing, you know, in the, the right, 
you know, doses and everything. And, uh, you know, you have to learn more about how this chlorine does. Yeah, I'm going to have to look. I, I look strongly into any <laughs> kind of cleanser. Yeah, any kind of chlorine I... you want me to put in my body, yeah, I'm definitely well, going to uh, do my due diligence on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, what was I going to say? Well, it's, it, I mean, I, I've been testing that on myself, uh, you know, for years. And, uh, you know, just look on YouTube, all sorts of people. You know, when you have a, a terminal disease, I'm sure you're willing to do you a little bit more. You are willing to but, try uh, anything, that is and for that, sure. Now they're just using the chlorine dioxide solution and, uh, you, you know, and people taking it. They've been doing it all, you know, it just doesn't get much uh, um, in the United States. People are more, you know, they don't do it in, at the doctor's office as much, but like, you know, you go to, uh, well, he's in the Dominican Republic now, and, and I mean, in Africa. He was malaria yeah, there certainly are some interesting alternative oh. therapies out there, and it's sad that the promoters of the alternative therapies can't market their products in the same way that yeah. uh, the, you know, the officials, officially sanctioned uh, it, cures can be. It was discovered be. from stabilized oxygen. So like 80 years ago, you'd take your stabilized oxygen out into the jungle, and you'd just put that in your water and wait 24 hours, and then you had portable drinking water. But now you kind of make the process go faster and realizing that chlorine dioxide is what really does the killing of the pathogens. And so you activate it with a citric acid. Interesting, Peter. Thank you for the call and the thoughts tonight. appreciate it. Oh. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free Right, and I think that the, the, the biggest side effect, the worst side effect of the war on marijuana is the, the, the outlawing of hemp. I mean, this product for that sure. was used for many, many years that can feed you and clothe you. And, I mean, they actually are making building products out of it. Don't forget the rope that's, uh, you know, and all the, all the things that you can make with hemp, this incredible product. And it's outlawed, essentially in the United States. And it's all Even because you can't get high that bad, bad pot. It looks like pot and it's 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 ludicrous. I mean it's absolute insane jingoism. There's more coming up here. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts. 855-453 is the toll-free number. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. All you have to do, dial in toll-free to 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And uh, you can join us online as well over at freetalklive.com. If you have a smartphone, you can visit us over at m.freetalklive.com, m as in mobile, .freetalklive.com. That's where you'll find quick links to our live streams in various different streaming uh, bit rates as well as our podcast, all there for you, free at m.freetalklive.com. You mentioned that the phone lines are sponsored by SACL CAI, and uh, SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. They do it in a way that, uh, you know, probably isn't the stereotypical way that people do collections. Uh, they, they, they know that you... Not only do you need to collect your money from your customers, but you need to keep your clients, too. They know that the task of uh, collections and accounts receivable in general is vexing and arduous and that you didn't get into your business in order to do it. You got into your business in order to do what you were passionate about, whether it's you know plumbing or house building or uh, doctor's office or you know bank or whatever it is. 
SACL CAI can handle that accounts receivable, those accounts receivable for you, and they can do it in a manner that's respectful for your clients. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. They're big supporters of Liberty over at SACL CAI. It's SACL CAI. You know, we didn't come to the show tonight uh, with any preparation on the issue of uh, marijuana. There wasn't any news about it, but somebody called in right out the gate uh, and brought it up, and it's dominated the show. I mean, I'm glad. That's how it works. Right. I'm glad I'm not the only one who feels strongly about this issue. It is a huge issue. If you just talk to people about this, you know, the war on drugs, and also, as you pointed out, Mark, it is mostly a war on marijuana, which, of course, it's a war on our friends and a war on our family members and a war on our coworkers and our neighbors and our loved ones. No wonder people are so concerned about it, because the longer this war goes on, the more lives it touches. And I don't mean in a good way. The more lives it destroys, mm-hmm. the more lives it ruins, the more lives it, uh, you know, people lose their jobs because they get arrested for marijuana. They, you know, they get saddled with a criminal record, which makes it more difficult to get a job on into the future. Take them into a jail where they're around other criminals, so they might be more likely to become it can, criminalized. It can affect their, uh, you know, their being able to live with their children. It can affect them going to, to college. It can affect, uh, you know, it can it can affect. Of course, it costs money. Uh, the government wants, oh, you know, hundreds of dollars from you when they when they catch you with the bad plant, and that most people that are dealing with that can't afford that. Nope. So let's continue with you and your thoughts. Of course, you can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. So let's go to James listening to WNIS out in Virginia Beach. James, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I just wanted to kind of give a little bit of an update about, uh, like, uh, the medical use of marijuana. I do a little trading, uh, stock trading. There's a penny stock out there. I think the company is called Cannabis Pharmaceutical. Uh, the ticker symbol is CBIS, but they're seeking FDA approval for some of their products. So it seems that there is some light at the end of the tunnel, and just want to make your listeners aware of it. Well, I'm glad to see that somebody is. I think they're going to have a difficult time getting through the FDA process, which is, uh, you know, it has been set up and created by these big pharmaceutical companies that want to put huge hurdles in front of anybody. I mean, you know, vitamin C, which most people would claim is good for you. You can't make any claims that it's in any way healthy. I mean, you can't say anything about orange juice being good for you because the FDA won't let you. I had heard of this uh, organization, Cannabis Science. I went to their website, CannabisScience.com. Richard Cowan is the director and the chief financial officer. Uh, Richard Cowan is a former CEO of the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws and for the last 10 years has published MarijuanaNews.com. So there's definitely some, uh, some, some big names in the legalization movement that are behind this particular company and i wish them uh the best and i hope they can get that uh, that approval and, and move ahead with whatever treatments but obviously even if they do succeed we still need to have uh we still need to have the, ro- the laws rolled back and have total decriminalization so people can grow this plant uh without fear of being put in a cage they can medicate themselves in whatever way they think is best whether it's with one of these new new potential products or with just the old-fashioned smoking a joint uh that people should be able to make these choices for themselves as i'm sure you agree oh oh yeah and from my understanding going over the company background it's just not uh pain relief they're doing like creams and other sorts of products that show uh beneficial uses also so I think uh, society is kind of in the dark as far as all the uses that it can 
uh, we can benefit from oh, it. Absolutely. We've, we've probably only scratched the surface because the DEA refuses to allow most scientific studies to go on. There have been a few that, for whatever reason, have been approved uh, over the years, and but not They have many. in other countries, too. Yep. James, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. Still waiting to hear from someone who thinks medical cannabis is a terrible idea. We can't have that. The children! Or whatever it is you'll say. Like, <laughs> what are your reasons? What is your rationale for opposing the freedom to self-medicate. one 450 free As we continue, we'll go to Randy listening in New Brunswick to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. Hey, Randy. Hey, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your glad, mind? Glad to, well, I was uh, wondering if you folks had ever seen the uh, independent film uh, about the Indians up on the reservation, on the, on the, uh, uh, the Rosebud Reservation, that uh, since they can't grow anything else on that land, the bottom fell out of the horse market. Uh, not much else that the, they can do for themselves. They uh, they decided to grow some uh, industrial grade hemp to uh, sell for hemp oil. Now, where, where is this? Where is this? Uh, the Rosebud Reservation up there on uh, in uh, North Dakota. Yeah, I, you know, oh. I knew that North Dakota had something to do with industrial hemp at one point or another, and it relatively recently. And you know, I so certainly support them in it. What has happened to them? I mean, obviously, uh, growing hemp is not supposed to be legal, but since they're on an Indian reservation, how's that gone for them? Uh, not well, apparently. Oh uh, they uh, they they searched around and they found some actual USDA hemp seed sealed in in. Uh, Twenty-five gallon can from the forties, back when it was legal, and the and the government was actually uh, promoting people to grow hemp because they needed it for the war effort, sure. World <laughs> War Two. It was a very patriotic found, thing to do at the time. Absolutely, and so they found some of these seeds. They went out, they tilled, they planted, and they waited. And the, they only planted about five acres, and it, and it comes up, and uh, of course it. It gets and, and they were testing it every uh, uh, every week. They tested it to make sure that it was industrial grade hemp that, that had no THC content whatsoever, and uh, had all the documentation from the laboratories to prove this. The uh, the drug czars decided to to raid them when the of course when the plants are fully grown, ready to harvest. Yeah. They come out, you know, the typical thing, uh, the the jack boots, the guns, uh, hold everybody, mama and the kids down on the floor, and uh, arrest the men, and went out and uh, give, tore up give all their, their kids plans. a little taste of what their ancestors had to deal with uh, with the the white man, you know, a hundred plus years ago. And, absolutely, and uh, uh, the the documentary is a fascinating little documentary, and I understand the fight is still going on. I believe uh, it because. We we actually import industrial grade hemp oil and hemp fiber from Canada. Right. Well, the uh, the products, as I understand it, I'm no lawyer, but the products are legal to sell. Hemp products you can sell in the U.S. You just can't make them. You it can't looks too much like weed. Yeah. So, hey, yeah, what's yeah. the name of the documentary? One more time. Do you know? You know, I'm not sure what the documentary is. You can look it up on the uh, American Indian sites uh, for. Uh, uh, you know, just uh, well, there's what, a whole list of them there. What should people look for? What uh, Rosebud Reservation? 
a Rosebud Reservation. Thanks for the heads yeah. up on that, Randy. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Jim's in Abilene, Texas, listening to KFNA-FM. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, it's me again, guys. Sorry about that bad cell phone connection. Oh, thanks, thanks Jim. Very good, sir. Go ahead. Uh, just wanted to call back and say, uh, initially, like, early in life, I was, like, uh, I guess an idiot opponent of drugs and stuff, because you're always brought up thinking early on that drugs are bad and stuff like that. Drugs are bad. Uh, That's what they taught me. You know what, Jim? I'm going to ask you to hold again. We're going to bring you back <laughs> here if you can stay in a good cell. 855 450 Free is the SACL CAI toll free line. We'll see what uh, Jim has to say here in a moment. Also, take your calls as well. Bring up whatever you want. 1 855 450 3733. Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society the wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Free Talk Live. We've got plenty of time for you and your thoughts here at 855-450-FREE. You can bring up anything. It doesn't have to be about prohibition or marijuana, medical pot. 855-450-3733. Plus, we can always talk about old Rick Santorum and his views on pornography, which are pretty scary. 855-450-FREE. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy our features we give to you. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up there for the Free Talk Live AMP program. And jump on board for 3 bucks a month. Get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, forum, and more. And also know that that 3 bucks a month isn't going to paychecks. It's going into the show. It is being invested to get Free Talk Live on more great radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up with any major credit card through PayPal, or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. Once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. Please, if you can afford you know, the three bucks a month, a cup of a, price a cup of coffee or whatever, it, it, it makes a big difference for us. So once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't, don't worry about it. Enjoy all the features on our website on the house. Jim is still listening uh, to us in Abilene, Texas, to KFNA-FM. Jim uh, wanted to make sure you had time to get your thoughts out, so go ahead. Yeah, basically, uh, like I said, uh, grew up thinking like the whole thing we were taught as kids, drugs are bad and don't do drugs and stuff like that. Uh, my father became ill in 1998 uh, as he progressed in his sickness. Uh, and then he, then he got terminal cancer and stuff. He passed away last year. But out of all of the medicines that the doctors could give him, nothing seemed to help. Uh, and one day, uh, I, I don't know where he got it, but he had some marijuana. He smoked it. And he said that was the best thing that he had ever had as far as pain. Now... Had so, your father smoked marijuana that you know of uh, previously? No, he told me he had never smoked it before, but he was in so much pain that, that he was willing to try anything. Who yeah. suggested it to him? Do you know? So, yeah, so I, I, I don't know, like, 
at first I was kind of shocked. I was like, "Oh man, this is my dad smoking pot." <laughs> right. I mean, you know, that's if you're if you, you know you you believed what they said in the dare class, which I think everybody you know did at some point or another, and well. Then dad's smoking marijuana. That's got to be really something. How old were you yeah. when, when you first found out about dad using pop medicinally? Uh, I was actually about uh, 21. Okay. And, and uh, did he show you but, it? I mean, did, did he show you the process? Was, it par- was that part of the discussion at all? No, it actually just became one of the situations where uh, I kind of walked into the room one day accidentally. Mm-hmm. And I saw what was going on, and it just kind of, it kind of stunned me. Was and he? Uh, I asked him. Did he, did he seem like he had been caught doing something? Or no, actually, no. Pretty uh, Okay. We we had like a pretty good friendship, open relationship, okay. father and son type thing. So you weren't about to call and, the uh, police on him then? No, definitely no. That's good. <laughs> and uh, we we sat down, and he told me. He said, "Hey." I've taken all the medicines that the doctor has given me, and this is the only thing that gives me relief. Wow. That's an, and that's an amazing story. For, like, the longest time in my life, like, I honestly thought, like, I was like, drugs are bad, kind of like stuff like that. But once well, I saw, like— Some drugs are I bad. I mean, some yeah, drugs are, are pretty dangerous, but uh, all drugs are not created true. equal. And that's one of the things that they teach you in the government school system is that marijuana, they put it on the same level as heroin. When you're in the government school system, they treat it as though yeah. they're exactly the same and nothing could be further from the truth. And the same people that tell you this then go out and have a drink afterwards. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. They, they group all drugs together. And uh, I will say this, like, prior to that, I'm thinking, like, all drugs are bad. And after seeing that he had a little bit of comfort from that before he passed away and stuff, uh, I have no issue with it. It's a beautiful story, Jim. And thanks I, thanks for sharing that. Any other thoughts you want to share? Uh, I just wish that people, uh, hopefully that they don't have to go through the same kind of situation to see that uh, mm. maybe it might help them. Uh, but, I mean, just the simple fact that, like you say, marijuana is one thing, but you can go to any grocery store or any convenience store and buy a beer and go out and kill somebody drinking and driving. Or kill yourself. Thank you for the call tonight, yeah. Jim. I appreciate hearing from you. You can you can poison yourself with alcohol. You can die from drinking too much alcohol. Sure. You can't die from smoking too much pot. You'll fall asleep. You're not going to die. Nope. It prob- <laughs> not a lot of deaths attributed to marijuana. Actually, we're probably talking about close to zero. If you're talking about the taking of marijuana, certainly somebody has smoked pot, done something dumb, and died as a result. That's a possibility. But people do dumb things all the time. And does mean they wouldn't have done the dumb thing without Have drank the pot. alcohol, done something dumb, and died. Yeah, for sure. But no one has ever died that people. I know of from an overdose of marijuana. Can't happen. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue here with your calls and thoughts. Jesse is listening in Greensville, uh, Greenville, North Carolina to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. Hey, guys. Hey, Jesse. Going? What's on your mind tonight? Hey. <laughs> Look, I wanted to say um, I'm uh, I'm all for the legalization of marijuana. I, I say don't stop there. Though. I say we'll make it all legal. Yes, sir. But Absolutely. With, with that, though, um, you know, I, I'm I'm a staunch conservative, and I'm I mean I'm diehard Republican, but I, I honestly believe the best way to fight the drug problem is to just make it all legal. But with that, I also say, don't come back 
you know, if you decide, you know, five years down the road that you wanted to shoot heroin for five years or whatever, don't come back and say, well, now I need to, you know, I don't want to go the route of the Netherlands or Denmark or whatever and set up these clinics that are taxpayer-funded try to help people get off the stuff. You know, if you make I that agree. Decision, you don't need to be funding anybody's heroin habit, that's for sure. Right. I'm with you there. And I think that uh, if you do legalize drugs fully, then you'll see the price go down dramatically. You'll see the quality oh, and the consistency go up. And so it could be the case that you could go and get a bottle of heroin just like you used to be able to in the turn of the, the, the 20th century. You walk into the pharmacy, get a whole bottle full of the stuff for like, – it would have been 10 cents then, but it might be you know a, a couple bucks or a few bucks today. I mean it literally could be that cheap if it were mass-produced and available on the open market. Right, right. I, I agree, and, and like, like I said, I, I just don't want it to, be, to come back and be a, a burden on the taxpayer, you know, where, you know, if you get to where you're so addicted on it and you can't do nothing with your life and you're, and you know, you know what I mean. I, I don't yeah, sure. What is it? Look at, if you look at the uh, prescription drugs that are legal now, right now, you'll find all kinds of people that can't work as a result, and they're on Medicare, Medicaid, and that kind of thing. The taxpayer has to fund them. Certainly drugs have debilitating aspects to them. I'd say you're probably... Right dealing with far fewer when it comes to recreational drugs, but that's just a speculation on my part. But I don't think that anybody should be responsible for anybody else's medical care. I don't think they should be responsible. I don't think they should. you shouldn't have to pay for anything that anybody else's life costs to have. I'm curious, Jesse, what is it, as a self-described conservative, what is it that motivates you to take the full legalization position? Well, I'll be honest with you. I used to be a cop. And uh, the reason I uh, got out of law enforcement, as I said, as far as drugs goes, I just thought being a never-ending battle. And, you know, you lock people up, but then then when they get ready, you know, when they get out of prison, there's nothing for them to do because, you know, they have a felony conviction, and so they can't go back to work and be productive citizens. And so it's it's like a, a, a... a never-ending cycle, you know right. what I mean? Self-perpetuating so, so system. It's, it's, hey, Jesse, I have to I have to ask. Now that you've said you're a former cop, are you also a member of law enforcement against prohibition? Uh, I'm, I'm not familiar with law enforcement. You I, owe it to yourself to check these guys out. You're going to love it. Leap.cc, L-E-A-P.cc. That's their website. Law enforcement against prohibition. It's a group of former state cops, local cops, DEA agents. Former cops and investigators who had fought the war on drugs, and they've turned around, they've changed their minds, they've said, this is crazy, we've got to end this insanity, and they're speaking out. They go to, they have like a speaker's panel where there's different law enforcement against prohibition people all across the country, so they're going to, you know, speak at church groups and lions clubs and schools and wherever it is they can get a speaking engagement to bring the message of ending prohibition out to the masses. I think they would love to have you on board as either just a member or even perhaps a member of their speakers panel because it's a great group of uh of former cops who are doing the right thing now okay well i'll look into it i appreciate you letting me know about it definitely but, um, do that just yeah, like leap.cc like go ahead okay all right but you know like i said i think it's uh i think it's a, it's a ridiculous a war that we're fighting or not a war but you know and an enforcement well, it is a war. It's a war, one-sided war, because if it were a real war, then there'd be another side fighting back. But it is a war against our friends and our family members, and as you pointed out, it's very counterproductive. It destroys people's lives, even worse than the drug addictions do. Thank you for the call tonight, Jesse. I appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. Again, uh, for those out there that maybe uh, are also close to someone in law enforcement or are in law enforcement or formerly of law enforcement, Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Check them out. They've got great stuff. 
uh, that you can share with. Maybe you know somebody who's in law enforcement. They've got good videos and information. Very persuasive. Hour 3 is next. It's Free Talk Live. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. For those of you just tuning in, the conversation thus far has centered around uh, marijuana prohibition, just expanded to kind of prohibition as a whole. And we've actually heard a number of stories, personal stories, from people who have had direct experience in their own own lives, their own body, or with a loved one uh, on marijuana as a medicinal uh, pr- product and how effective and how amazing it has been for some people in helping them relieve pain or bring back hunger, uh, deal with nausea, etc. There are so many uh, interesting things that this, this plant uh, can do. And it's sad and tragic that many people are prevented from using it because in a lot of places, in most places, completely illegal. In other places, there are a handful of states, about uh, last I heard, I think it was 14 or so was the number. Maybe we're up to 16 by now, but it's, it's around there. Uh, that many states have, uh, have passed medical marijuana provisions, either through the legislature or mostly through ballot measures. And that's good because it allows people to, who are sick get their hands on medical marijuana without fear of being arrested. And that's one of the more tragic parts about this is in every other state, people have to skulk about because anybody that tries that has the courage to try marijuana while sick and you know to use it for medical purposes is taking a risk of possibly being thrown in a cage which is one of the reasons why some people won't try it it'll be suggested perhaps by a doctor like a you know, as a last last ditch effort uh, oh you've tried all these medications it's not working well i you know i can't officially recommend this to you but uh, you may want to try some marijuana i can't get it for you can't tell you where to get it but you may want to try to get some and try it and some people will, you know, if they are still of that uh, drugs are bad brainwashed mindset, they'll uh, be shocked by the suggestion. And even if they believe the doctor after a little while, they'll still be too frightened of the black market and the, you know, the negativity associated with it and the possible consequences to actually go and try it. So there's so much uh, pain that continues completely unnecessarily, all because the people in power want to keep their power. They want to keep their control over you, and they want to keep the money, the billions of dollars that fund the war on drugs, rolling in. 
855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. Tens of billions, maybe hundreds of billions. Let's go to you and your calls. And ladies first, Connie is listening to WSCFM in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, Connie. Hi. Hey. I actually called about the website leap. And, oh, right. um, That's law so enforcement against prohibition. Was already, yeah. <laughs> my subject was already addressed. But I do have a story. Okay. And that is that I'm chronically ill with an unsanctioned disease. Unsanctioned? That the government, yes, that the government will not um, allow doctors to treat um, what, in a way that actually works. It's called Lyme disease. Oh, my. And I've had it for 40 years now that we've actually got myself diagnosed, which was only three years ago, and I'm 48 now. So what are your symptoms, like sore joints? It is actually to the point where I have almost all the symptoms of MS. Mm. Wow. And a lot of people with MS have the same um, symptoms as Lyme and get misdiagnosed quite often Mm. with MS, and they actually have Lyme. But the problem in South Carolina with the war on drugs is that I can't get um, pain medication because the doctors are so scared of the drug enforcement agencies going after them just for giving out regular legal prescription drugs. Yep. It's uh, it's bad in the South. Oh, it is really bad. I mean, it was so bad. They were injecting me with cortisone, and I was having reactions. They almost killed me and still refused to give me any kind of oral medication. So how does marijuana help help you? Actually, it doesn't. It doesn't help me at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've tried it, but it doesn't help me. But the war on drugs, I did want to um, say that it's hurting more people than just people that need marijuana. Yeah. Sure it is. And, and can you I give me an example of how that is? Point. Well, I mean, she was basically just saying that uh, she can't. Right. She, she can't get the. Uh, oh, the, the whole pain. war on drugs. Gotcha. You're saying that you're talking about the war on all drugs, including uh, the the uh, the unauthorized use of prescription medications, which is where that comes from. And even authorized use, because they're so scared to give yeah. out anything that's addictive, because of the um, government is just going after the doctors like crazy because they. You know, um, some administrator is saying, oh, it's um, wrong to give out um, chronically ill people pain medication. Right. And that, of course, just drives people to the black market because those prescription medications are still in demand. So the people that want them are willing to pay higher prices to get them, uh, whether they want them for actual treatment of, uh, of a malady or they want them just because they're hooked on them. But you can still get them through the black market. You just have to pay more and, of course, take extra risk in order to uh, to get a hold of it. But that's what they do when they crack down on those doctors. They're just distributing the, the business to the black market and the criminals. And a lot of well, that and they're putting out a lot of doctors that are in business to actually help people that um, need the help. They're putting them out of business. That's true. And Lyme doctors in particular, because of, there's doctors that are educated in Lyme treatment, and the treatment is similar to what they give people that have chronic acne, but um, the medical boards are shutting down doctors that will treat Lyme patients for the same with the same treatment. It's terrible, Connie, and you're absolutely I mean, right. Does that make sense? It's insanity. None of this makes sense. The war on drugs is madness, and it, there's no sense behind it whatsoever. It's, it's another big government program 
big government programs, any government program, distort the marketplace, and they always are always are inefficient. But this one's particularly egregious because it's destroying lives as well. It's one thing when they t- take money from somebody else and distribute it elsewhere. That's one thing. It's another thing when they regulate a business, and it's a whole other thing when they start locking people up in cages for possessing a plant or a chemical. And Connie, I'm with you, and thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, which you know kind of expands on the point that uh, our caller made before we, I think it was at the beginning of the hour, the last hour, where he said that all drugs need to be legalized. The con- this like staunch conservative guy calling in saying, a former cop mm-hmm. uh, saying this. And, and I think Connie takes it to the next step, and that is that all drugs need to be legal, even prescription drugs. Like prescriptions need to go away. That that's just causing it's another market distortion. It just gets in the way of people getting the product that they they want or need. They're going to get their hands on it anyway if they want it bad enough. And so you take it out of the hands of criminals when you legalize these things, when you decriminalize these these drugs or legalize them. Either one is a better situation. You take them out of the hands of criminal gangs who are currently distributing these products and you put them in the hands of consumers. If you want to go to a doctor and get his recommendation, you should be free to do that. Well, I've had doctors give me all kinds of recommendation for over-the-counter drugs. I mean, it happens all the time. Right, but it shouldn't be a requirement. I think that uh, prescription drugs... The, the cur- drugs that are currently prescription, the drugs that are dangerous should be labeled in such a manner that people know, have some idea of what they're taking. But frankly, if you don't have an idea of what you're taking, you're a fool. Buyer you should, beware. You should take a look. You should do some research. Let's talk to Jane, also listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. Jane, go ahead with your thoughts. Hi. Um, thank you for your show. It's very much appreciated and the work you're doing up north. No problem, Jane. Go ahead with your thoughts. What's running through my mind is um, how this is this quote war on drugs is a uh, quite effective tool of control and manipulation. And then I ask myself the question: Who benefits from this? Okay. And and one of the things running through my mind is. All the money that's made by it being illegal, um, that money has to be laundered, and that money goes through banks, although I've never heard of a bank executive um, being charged with laundering drug money. But it's massive amounts of cash. It has to go through banks. It's Um, probably happened at some point that some banker has been charged with that. But, yeah, I think you're right. For the most part... You know, if you know a banker and you're a drug dealer, then you can work with the banker to launder the cash, and the banker knows the ins and the outs of the system and what's legal and what's not. And, and he makes a good cut. And the banker takes a cut to clean the money. And so, yeah, absolutely, that's definitely somebody that benefits. Jane, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. At 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, you can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it's the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number here is 855-453. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI, one 855 Four five zero three seven three three, and here with you tonight, it's Ian and Mark. We invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com, and you can go and enjoy various different features on the site, like our archives going all the way back to late two thousand six. 
That's a lot of archives, considering we do this show every single day of the week. So plenty of them there for you to download, go, click, and enjoy as many as you would like. All for free at freetalklive.com. You can get your Liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. Do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings. Check them out. Let your voice be heard at libertystickers.com if you, uh, you know, like what you see over there. And they've got all kinds of sayings. I like to just scroll through them sometimes and take a look. If you like what you see, you can get uh, you can get a bunch of them wholesale. Put them in your retail store or you know, your booth at the gun show or the flea market, whatever you want. Uh, they, they have you know, bulk purchase uh, deals. And also they can make uh, bumper stickers for your church, your business, uh, you know, whatever it is, what band, whatever you've got, they can make bumper stickers for you. LibertyStickers.com. They've done it for us and they've done a great job. Yeah. You can get a free bumper sticker, by the way. Go to promote.freetalklive.com to, figure, uh, to uh, find out how. Let's go back to your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. James listening to WGMD-FM in Delaware. Hey, James. Yeah, hi, good evening. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Good. I hate to abruptly change uh, gears. But, no, it's no uh, problem. It's Free Talk uh, Live. We do that here. Yeah. Yeah, well, I know the topic's been pretty much the same throughout the night, but uh, just an affirmation of the continual need of, of uh, in order to not continuously have our uh, freedoms eroded, our liberty, uh, you know, the, the responsibility of all of us to challenge the state and federal governments in court. Indeed, uh, I'm I'm currently a plaintiff in a uh, an appeal that I filed before the Supreme Court in the state of Delaware, doing just that. Regarding what? The uh, it's actually child support. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the Social Security Act, and Title Four D, and I'm certainly not. I, I try not to. I try to avoid reading government laws. <laughs> I'm basically challenging the the police powers of the state and the federal government in uh, a redistribution of wealth. Specifically in regards to child support? Correct. Yeah. Got it. How much is this costing you, by the way? I mean, do you are you paying for a uh, lawyer? It's actually, yeah, it's actually, I'm actually a pro se litigant, which oh, means I'm self-represented. Okay. And uh, at one point I had money, but I've literally spent my entire life savings on this. Oh, man. Uh, as well as lost my job, so I've been unemployed since last July. Jeez. Mm. So I'm living off my credit, but I guess that's what my my whole point is: is that probably our big, biggest obstacle is is um, you know apathy. And absolutely, uh, you know, a lot of us uh, talk about things, but it's one thing to put your whole you know your life and your future, you know, even your present and your future, on the line. Well, but they forced you into the position too. I mean, you, you that's correct. Your whole life has been put on the line, and so at that point, you might as well go for it. Uh, at, yeah, at that point. Right. But I, I agree with you that a lot of people are apathetic. But not only that, they're also fearful. Uh, so there's a lot of fear involved. People are scared, for good reason, of the government people. They're violent. They're dangerous. They've got cages and guns and not not afraid to use them on peaceful people. So I don't blame someone for wanting to stick their head in the sand. But unfortunately, that doesn't make things better. Right. And also, since I've been involved in the system, I mean, I've been back and forth court, family court for last eight months, uh, probably seven or eight times. It's, it's a custody and uh, support issue. Mm-hmm. But um, it seems like the only challenges left to any laws are all constitutional-based. Uh, you can't make uh, statutory claims. They're rarely overturned whatsoever. 
Yeah, and no, if you're challenging things through the court system, and that as you've already learned, they're corrupt as hell. So, I mean, what are the odds right. it's going to succeed? I don't know, but what else? What else can you do? I know that up here in New Hampshire, uh, we've got something that's somewhat new on the scene called the Grievance Panel, and they've been hearing recently from some some um, dads that are in similar situation as you, where they've been screwed over by the court system, uh, as tends to happen to dads for whatever reason uh they've been screwed over hard by these uh, corrupt judges and this corrupt court system and they've been bringing these grievances in front of this panel and this coming week they've actually called in uh one of the judges in the in these cases who's been complained against and they've said to this judge hey we're going to hold a hearing and uh, we'd like you to come respond to the things that have been you know the claims that have been made about you Now, from what I understand, they don't have the ability to subpoena the judge. I've heard both, actually. I've heard they do have the ability. I've heard they don't. And I've heard that they don't have the ability and that, therefore, they can only invite him and that uh, he hasn't responded to the invitation. If he doesn't show up this week, then obviously that'll speak volumes, I think, and that he won't come out and and speak in favor of himself. Uh, And they're going to have more people speak out against him if he doesn't speak out uh, in favor of himself at this hearing. And we've yet to see the grievance panel actually make an action that will affect things that will like take a judge out off the bench or or recommend a judge be removed or something like that because it's so brand new but at least it's another channel through which one can go to air a complaint rather than having to go through the justice system to complain about the justice system so we'll certainly let you know how that goes uh, as time develops here on uh, free talk live and i wish you the best james i'm sorry to hear about your situation and thank you for the call tonight at 855-450 free that is the toll-free number there's no shortage of stories of people and i think i'm Sure, there are stories where women get screwed over, but it certainly seems more often to be the uh, the man of uh, of a given couple that gets. Yeah, when it comes to family court, uh, I mean, it's it, there seems to be a bias towards women in family court. Toll free number again eight five five four fifty free. So we'll we'll see what happens. I plan on attending this particular hearing. I've been to uh, a couple previously. And I have yet to have the chance to testify myself because I have a few things to say about this particular judge in question. I mean, this guy is not just a bad family court judge. He's a bad judge all around. Uh, this is the same guy that told uh, one guy who was at my trial that he couldn't wear his Ron Paul T-shirt. He yeah, had to turn his shirt inside out. He dis, you know, just dismissed uh, your complaint about a speedy trial when they were, you know, months and months over the uh, prescribed, uh, you know, limit that they had there for the that they they put upon themselves. You know, no big deal. I have, you know, a whole whole bunch of things that they just. He, he forces people to stand for him, or else we'll throw them in a cage. So he doesn't let people exercise their freedom of religion to not stand for a judge or their conscience to not stand for a judge. He told people that they can't show emotion. They can't be human. Right. They can't have things written on their shirt. They can't, uh, you know, react. <laughs> they, they must stand. They, they must remove, doth thy caps before he, the Lord. He put our friend Jim Johnson in a cage forever because he didn't have the money or wouldn't pay the money to pay some fine that was assessed against him. Normally, when you don't pay a fine in New Hampshire, give you, you, some amount. you can sit it off for 50 bucks a day in jail. But this judge wouldn't let him do that. He just put him in jail to squeeze the money out of him. And after three weeks, his wife finally you know, caved in and scrounged up the cash to, uh, to bail him out. 
They all he was going to hold him forever. Yeah, indeed. The judge called you the leader of the Free State Project. Mm-hmm. He, just, he said Nonsense. that he, the judge, represented the state in this case. So if the prosecutor's the state and the judge is the state, how in the world can you possibly get a fair tri- trial? Um, you know, everybody else who did the same action that you did, which was standing before this police car that you felt was, you know, taking somebody away to, uh, for, to jail for whatever reason, you know, you did it. Um, you, you know, they got zero days. You got 90. Actually, you got... I got 360 with yeah. nine months suspended. Right. I mean, this guy... So the suspended sentence is still over my head. Nothing like fair and nothing like justice going on in his courtroom. There is plenty of time for your calls, your thoughts here. Coming up here at 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. Santorum and Port still coming up. Free talk. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. take control of the airway by dialing in toll-free to 1-855-453-FREE. That's what we call this show Free Talk Live. You're free to call in, talk about whatever you want, and the show's live seven nights a week. So uh, join us here at 855-453-FREE and uh, bring up anything. Joining you on the air, it's Ian. And Mark. Inviting you to our website. uh, Freetalklive.com is where you can go. You can interact in various different ways there, including the bulletin board system. You can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners on what is essentially our listener forum. Also, we post show notes and such there over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Like the rest of our website, it's free to you. So, again, uh, bbs.freetalklive.com. Right back into your phone calls. Chris in Louisville, Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, um, I've got kind of a moral question here. Hey, great. Uh, I unfortunately uh, was actually fired for the second time ever in my life from a job uh, yesterday. Bummer. And um, I'm looking to actually uh, move closer to my girlfriend, and I know that that's going to complicate the uh, search for a job. So I've had my parents and other people suggest that I draw unemployment and try to find the right job. And I, I don't know if I find that morally acceptable. And I don't know if I fully understand, like, the government involvement um, as far as it pertains to unemployment. If I'm to kind of understand this correctly, I believe that the... Uh, the employer does pay a portion of it, but I kind of wanted to know if you guys knew anything more about that, kind of well, where you stand on it. I'm not entirely certain I agree that the employer pays. I mean, certainly they're the ones that uh, th- there's a portion taken out of your paycheck and a portion that the employer has to pay. But the employer only has to pay for employees that they have. So therefore, they don't have to pay for the employees that they don't have, which means that the cost of having an employee, an employer weighs that entirely. So, you know, they're, you may be getting X number of dollars an employer pays x plus y in order to employ you so essentially that's your paycheck it's just the government's mandated that it goes elsewhere um so you've paid 
for unemployment insurance the entire time you've worked. Now, I don't know with the government extending unemployment benefits whether every person out there who's gotten the benefits has paid in every cent that they have collected uh, from unemployment. But you have been forced to pay into an insurance program to insure you against unemployment. And therefore, I see no moral quandary in taking that unemployment uh, money because, you know, you've been forced to pay for it. I was unemployed at one point and I went and looked uh, at the process and I found it arduous and and, you know, I just don't like government programs. I was way, raised that way. Um, you know, I don't want anything to do with your government program. I looked at whatever it took to do it. I decided I'm not going to do it. Um, and I went out and got a job driving a cab. So I, I think that, you know, to some extent, you've got to weigh what's right for you in doing the circumstance. But I don't think there's any moral issue involved. I would agree with that. I, I, I was thinking the same thing as far as just finding something uh, for the short term, like delivering pizzas or something. I mean, there's got to be something out there for somebody who's willing to work. Yeah, Remember, I'm not going to be making the the fifty thousand dollars a year that I was making. But remember, when it comes to pizzas, uh, that you've got this. There's this issue as far as insurance goes. If your insurance company finds out that you've been into an, in an accident while on the job delivering pizzas, you're going to have a problem unless you've upgraded your insurance to pizza delivery guy insurance so um you know you need to consider that when you consider the pay involved in delivering pizzas right because some pizza delivery places will pay you per mile as well as i understand it and some won't so you might want to also make sure you're looking at what the different uh, options are out there in the marketplace but yeah there always are jobs available at least in my experience for those that are willing to work uh, it's just that some people are really picky, and they, they claim there's no jobs, but they're not really willing to take anything that's available. So there is that. But I'm, I'm, sorry, not, hmm? I'm, I'm not even remotely picky. I've, I've worked like uh, since I was 16. The other time that I was fired, I already actually had a job lined up, so I was only out of a job for a week. This is like a very, very new experience for me. Sure. Chris, good luck out there. And, of course, you know, thanks for the call, by the way. Of course, I I recommend that people, while you have a job, start trying to figure out what you can do, what product or service it is that you uniquely can offer to the marketplace that uh, you can create on your own time, that you can do without having to ask someone else's permission, uh, so you can be an entrepreneur down the line. Because not everybody, I think, wants to work a job forever, and it's a pretty you know dangerous situation. You never know when you're going to lose it. When you're looking for a job, it's a full-time job. You need to look during the times that one looks for whatever type of work you're looking for. I'm guessing Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Right to 5 p.m. Yeah. But there's also a lot of time that you've got that when you're you know, not working, looking for a job, then you've got to look at creating your own alternate source of income. And I think that this is good advice for anybody out there. You know, figure out what you can do on the Internet to provide other people with whatever it is that you can do. Let's continue. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be on the Internet. Mark. Right. But I think that a lot of people find the Internet to be a convenient place to go. I'm just you know, to me, the Internet seems like a logical choice. Let's continue here with uh, you and your thoughts. Go to James listening to WBHP in Huntsville, Alabama. James, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, how are you, gentlemen? Hey, wait, are you in Huntsville or Mobile? I'm, ac- I'm actually in Mobile. Oh, I apologize, but, then you're listening to like, WAVH. Like you're listening to no, WAVH. Okay. Go it's ahead, sir. FM 106.5. But, yes, uh, indeed. 
Yes, uh, but, uh, you know, I respect you, gentlemen. I know, uh, I think one of your leases is from Florida, and uh, I know you relocated. Yeah, it's a beautiful state. I've been there. I've traveled all through there with my son. It sure is, but it is hot. Go ahead with your thoughts tonight, sir. Yes, uh, my thoughts are that, uh, you know, I'm a Ron Paul supporter, and he's been marginalized and uh, brutally beat up by the media and the uh, Republican elite. And uh, they think they're going to pass this Romney on like they did John McCain. That's not going to happen. Because I'll tell you this, the Ron Paul supporters will uh, not go and vote. And they need the Paul supporters in order to get uh, Romney elected. If he chooses Rand Paul or Ron Paul as the vice president, and uh, Ron Paul as the secretary of treasury or the secretary of defense, then they have a shot, but otherwise yeah. they have no shot. I and can't I'm, see I'm that like happening. you. I'm, I'm close to secession like you. I, you know, I, I think you're absolutely right on this this issue, is that uh, the only candidate that had a shot beating Barack Obama was Ron Paul. Unfortunately, it was very unlikely. It was, you know, he was, he was, it was an uphill battle to get him through the Republican primary. He's got an interesting strategy, and I hope it works out. But I think you, you might have hit on the other possibility. I hadn't considered a Rand Paul vice presidency, but if Rand Paul was the vice president, Ron Paul, you know, uh, sec, sec trej or something like that, then... Then, then Romney, who has most of the support out there in the Northeast, the Midwest, you know, some of the Midwest, uh, certainly out in the West, um, you know, then he could probably get the the they Paul support never. too. They would never. You do know, that. you know, gentlemen, he's going to be just like George Bush. He's going to bring all the Republican elite to the trough to, to steal from the people, just like Barack Obama has. With absolutely, it's, 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 it's just one party or another. Yep. They yep. all bring their own their own people in to. From the and there's no way some establishment person like Mitt Romney is going to, uh, you know, to bow to the any sort of pressure and add Ron Paul to a campaign. Mitt Romney's not going to win. The, I mean, he, like he, okay, he what might very well bow. Um, they all the same the, anyway. The, the vice president's slot is largely pointless, and um, the sec trej. You know, the president doesn't actually have to listen to them. So, yeah, I think that it's, it's a very real possibility. I can't believe someone well, in the establishment would ever grace Ron Paul with any sort of uh, position like that. Well, Just don't see it happening. At this point, the Ron Paul supporters they can wait, they can wait another four years in, can't they? Say again, I'm if sorry. If they don't James. want to do that, if they don't want to compromise, they can wait another four years. Yeah, the Republicans well, they are not will. good about compromising. They, they probably will wait another four years. I mean, because what's it well, really matter if a Democrat gets elected wait. or a Republican gets elected? They're all the same. So, What's the difference? I, I agree with you 100%. Hey, I heard you mention secession, too, and keep talking about that, man. Get on uh, get on the radio locally. Talk about it. Talk to your friends and your family members. Let's get that word out again, and let's get people talking about it. Because even if Ron Paul is, by some miracle, elected, I still support secession because, you know, he's not going to be able to change things too dramatically. It's still a huge tr- uh, federal government, and I thank you, James, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This 
is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. If you are on the lines now, we will do our best to get you on. If you don't get in tonight, don't worry. We do this thing every night of the week. You can join Mark for the Sunday edition. We'll be live tomorrow night, same times, over at freetalklive.com. So, Just 21 uh, short hours to wait. That's right. And if you can't wait, you need more Free Talk Live fixes, you can always just tune into our live streams or grab the podcast. Or, well, it's not live when it's not live. I didn't say it was live, did I? Yes, you did. You said tune into the live streams. However, the streams, the streams are, when they are not live, are still repeating the recorded content. That's a good point. Did I call them live streams? Okay, I'm sorry. They're not live streams, but they are streams. And uh, you can tune into them any old time you want. And you can grab the part, uh, the podcast and guest interviews and whatever over at freetalklive.com. And it's all free over there. So once again, freetalklive.com. We mentioned the Free State Project uh, probably a few times tonight. And for good reason. We moved to New Hampshire from our home state of Florida to make this our new home because of the Free State Project. Because of a really powerful idea. We were just talking with a gentleman from uh, Alabama about secession. Now, the Free State Project isn't a uh, secessionist movement per se, but there sure are a lot of people that have moved as part of the Free State Project that support the idea of secession. Because the people who are involved in the Free State Project all agree with one simple statement, and that is the maximum role of government should be the protection of life, liberty, and property. Which means that's the maximum role, which means that's a pretty small role. And so some people like me don't think there should be any coercive government whatsoever. Um, And so the people that love the ideas of liberty are coming together for the Free State Project because I knew that when I was down in Florida, there just wasn't that much going on as far as liberty activism is concerned. There wasn't much going on beyond what I started uh, down in Sarasota, Florida. And so I wanted to get together with other doers, other instigators, other activists, other people that were actually willing to put something on the line, to put some skin in the game and get out there and get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. And so I moved up here as part of the Free State Project. We moved up in uh, 2006 with our uh, respective families at that time. And uh, over a thousand people are now here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. This project is working. There are over a dozen people that have been elected to the state legislature from within the Free State Project. That's more people that have been elected within five years here than have ever been elected in the history of the Libertarian Party to uh, such seats. The third largest party in the United States. Exactly. And so that's the political success. There's all, all kinds of other things we could tell you about. We don't have time for it. Uh, but there's you know civil disobedience. There's media creation. There's outreach. There's street theater. There's all kinds of things going on. Agorism. Uh, just so much happening. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more about it. Get signed up. Freestateproject.org. If you love freedom, that is. If you like big government and you like uh, controlling other people's lives, stay, stay right where, where you, you are. are. In fact, if you're in New Hampshire and you like to control other people's lives, there's there a some... great place called Massachusetts or just New York. South. New York's a yeah. nice place, too, I hear. It's not too far. Uh, all right. So let's continue here with you and your thoughts. We go to Bruce listening to WSC FM in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, Bruce. Hey. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, well, you were talking about uh, having uh, access to all medications, prescription drugs, and all. And the FDA is currently accepting—I uh, don't, you know—the FDA, one of your favorite organizations, uh, input into putting kiosks, whatever that might be, into uh, public accessible areas where people can go in and answer a bunch of questions and self-diagnose and self-treat themselves for. Uh, medications that will be available without a prescription for diabetes, uh, asthma, hypertension, and cholesterol. Hmm. Interesting. So, so uh, it's basically you know, going to vend to people what they could normally go and get at a Walgreens? Without a prescription, though. 
Well, these are going to be over-the-counter uh, medic- medications that normally would be able to, uh, to purchase without a prescription, right? I mean, these aren't prescription. No, 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 no. They're talking about putting the prescription, you know, like Prilosec for uh, acid. Stomach acid, uh, reflux and such is over-the-counter now. So, so they're right. talking about putting a uh, uh, select, I don't know, I, I don't know what they are, but enough medications uh, that are currently required uh, to have a prescription to purchase over-the-counter. It's kind of like the Dr. Scholl's thing that they're advertising out there where you can go to the, the pharmacy, you stick your foot down, it tells you what particular orthotic you need. This is relatively common stuff that... Uh, rather, can... rather than going to a podiatrist. Right, and this is relatively common stuff, these OT, uh, over-the-counter drugs that just about anybody knows whether or not they need. And, of course, it bows to the uh, the what the, pharma, uh, the big pharma wants, which is to have you know their drugs more accessible. Frankly, if a drug should be prescribed Prescription. It should be prescription because it's highly dangerous to take it improperly, and many of these drugs are not. So you're saying? Let me see if I'm clear on this. So I there's a company. I'm not saying. Hey, don't don't blame this on me. <laughs> no, no, not blaming. I'm just asking for clarification. I just want to make sure I'm understanding you. You're saying there's some company that wants to create these doctor machines that no, uh, there's no the no the FDA has requested input. I can't uh, believe that, the FDA is going to market this. This is going to be a disaster. I, don't know, but... I mean, if the if the FDA actually manufactures or somehow distributes these machines, it'll be a disaster. No, they're just asking failure. for people's input on the idea. I see, but I would imagine some company has come I'm, forward I, with a proposal. I mean, the FDA is, doesn't this think is, this is uh, this is apparently in the very in, initial uh, exploratory, uh, uh, you know, along Various. the pathway, very at the very beginning, for people to, you know. You think you've got uh, um, high blood sugar? You go in and uh, you 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 know log on to this system. You stand there. You answer a bunch of questions, and uh, the computer uh, inside the kiosk uh, spits out a, a bunch of uh, information <laughs> based based on what you uh, input and suggests that you go over to the shelf and purchase this medication, which was. Uh, Previously owned prescription. Well, if it results in them taking things off the prescription uh, market, then that's great. I, you know, well, I would support. If that. you look how long it takes to get a drug through the FDA, I don't have any uh, doubt that this uh, this little kiosk thing will never appear in my lifetime. I'm 41. It's probably true. I don't know. It's Bruce, interesting. I'm I'm it, curious I'm, about I'm the, for it. the people who are actually able to go into this thing and actually answer the questions. I'm for getting rid of the, the FDA. Uh, Anything that uh, you know manages to to pull their power away from some area that uh, helps people to get the drugs and the the things that they need for their lives. I'm for it. It's hard. It's hard to know what the powers to be behind such a system would be. Thank you, Bruce, for the call tonight. I appreciate the heads up. Right. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, eight, well, eight five five four fifty free. Uh, let's continue here. Josh is on the line listening to Charleston's WSCFM. Hey, Josh. Hey, how y'all doing tonight? What's on your mind? Well, it's uh, something a little strange here. I come up with I ought to raise a few eyebrows, but the cure to make a dent in our national debt, uh, basically, well, one, legalize marijuana, and how that's going to help fix the debt when we legalize marijuana. We can then raise taxes on marijuana, cigarettes, and tobacco. People still buy it because I sure as hell would. Oh, sorry, can't say it on the radio probably. Yeah, you can but, get away uh, with that one. 
Yeah, I don't support uh, the idea of uh, of taxing anything, including marijuana, c- cigarettes, or tobacco, or whatever. I think that uh, free people should be able to exchange goods and services amongst each other without, uh, p- co- you know, an individual setting themselves in between and saying, you owe me money. That's true. And also, I don't trust that the uh, federal government is going to allocate the funds to, you know, the right thing. Sure, I mean, they're going to use the funds in an inefficient fashion. It's a if, if they get a bunch more money and because they're taxing marijuana and these other so-called vices, they're not going to use that to pay down the debt they're going to use it to expand the government but if they do legalize it you can believe it's going to be taxed oh of course but here here lies the second part of this on top of that reducing the size of government of course is involved in all this get rid of food stamps wig all these government subsidiaries that we're paying out of pockets and all that money that we're paying out and get rid of the military too, right? bring the military home no, no, not in military home. I'm, a, oh. well, I'm out on the street. To, wait a minute. I thought you wanted to make the government smaller. Well, that, that has nothing to do with uh, getting rid of WIC and well, food stamps. That's, that's WIC, and food stamps WIC and food stamps are pocket change compared to the military, which is half of the discretionary for spending. I mean, you know, we've the United States has military in more than 130 out of the 200 UN uh, nations out I support there. What, more, ending than a, welfare. more than 900 military bases. Right. And, I mean, I support ending welfare like you were talking about, but don't you understand that military is also welfare? I mean, it's a huge welfare program. Well, if that's part of the welfare program, we get that smaller. We still need something to defend ourselves, but we don't need to be going over there and sticking our noses. Okay, so so then you'd agree that let's shut down the 900 military bases. Let's bring the the troops home from around the world, right? Yes. Cool. I'm glad we're on the same page. Defend our borders. Don't worry about defending other people. Let them worry about their own problems. So if the military, like you say, falls under welfare, then that falls under my plan that I'm trying to... Get yes, out it's and corporate work welfare. Out and see what people say. It's welfare you know? for conservatives. It's, is what it's the corporate welfare is. for large oil companies. Um, I mean, the fact is, and the military industrial complex. What, in, in, what ends up being, uh, you know, security for oil companies and their operations is, uh, you know, the United States military, and you and I have to pay for it. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Josh. Appreciate hearing from you. Now, of course, to take it all the way, you really should just shut down the military entirely, and then let private people defend their own private borders in whatever way they think is best, rather than having some centralized government. Be- bureaucracy try to handle protecting property i think uh i think people are a long way from understanding that particular just throwing out the the uh, the best solution to the problem that'll really cut spending see you on uh, tomorrow night freetalklive.com have a great weekend be safe out there available now four new songs from raja mojo Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. I am that dirty ass. Take away everything you can get. Keep them alone with this affordable plan. They call it democracy. Everybody knows the game is rigged. The poor stay poor, the rich stay rich. Four new songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at CDBaby.com.